And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are we? Uh, warm. Yes, it's a very toasty. warm day today it's... and it's going to be even warmer tomorrow. And it's, and it's twice that in here at the moment, so, you know. I went out for a, a walk before after lunch, as I so often do, because it's yeah. such a lovely day, and it is really, it's like summer already. Oh, it's, it is absolutely beautiful out there. If, if only we'd had a little bit more rain yesterday <laughs> for those, you know, all yeah. the millimetres promised there was a bit of a storm in a teacup. So. Yeah, we missed the uh, bulk of the, uh, the wet stuff, I'm afraid, but there you go. Uh, if you want some more rain, apparently next Wednesday is when we should expect it. There we go. There you go. I'll tell the cows. Today's, yeah, today's topic, with interest rates still rising, how can I lower my outgoings? Or in other words, how can I control my spending a little more and save a little mm. bit of money? Well, interest rates, of course, went up again on Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day. Yep. Um, for the 13th time mm. since they started going up, mm. I asked uh, one of my previous uh, interview guests uh, a short time ago, if 12 interest rate increases haven't been enough to curtail inflation, what's a 13th going to do except just hurt people? Well, look, exactly. And I think, you know, as your previous guest would have probably alluded to, a lot of that's been driven by oil prices, currency yep. movements and, and things that have pushed up measures of inflation. Um, but I, I totally agree. I think the laggard that people have discounted to a large extent is the proportion of people that still had fixed debt. Yeah. So you can up it and up and up and up and up it. And if you broke it down simply and said one-third of the population owns their home, great. One-third of the population is fixed. Now, that, that figure, depending on what you read, was anything up to around $700 billion mm. in the middle of this year. And that, for all intensive purposes, let's say it's halfway through the last period of fixed rates breaking – Exactly right. You've got 12 or 13 rate rises. You've got a third of the population being affected. Yes, yes, that third without a debt has been affected because the cost of living and everything has risen, but the servicing portion of that they don't have to deal with. And now that 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 fixed third is starting to leak into the middle where everybody's starting to you know, really feel the pinch. So hopefully, whilst it's not a good thing, Hopefully that curtails people's spending and we start to see inflation come down and, you know, it's going to get painful before it gets better. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, they're, they're mm. sort of running out of levers to fix things, which is a shame. It is a bit. Now, you just hit on the magic phrase, though, curtail spending. That's what we're here to talk about today. How can you save some money? Where can you yeah. maybe cut back a little bit without feeling too much pain? Yeah, and, and look, cut back or just review the way you structure things. And we can sort of break this down into a... I've tried to sort of break it up into some areas that different people would be affected by. So... If we started with the insurance side of things, obviously shopping it around is, is, is the best way to go. But if you can bundle packages and, and have everything under one provider's roof, that can generally provide you with some significant lump sum savings. But also on the personal insurance front, a lot of people would hold uh, life cover potentially in their own name, income protection in their own name. And from a cash flow perspective, if you could consider moving some of the lump sum policies that you hold into your superannuation fund, for example, it's a way to try and reduce your personal cash flow expenses. Now, whilst I say that's an option, is it ideal? Maybe, maybe not. Could you move income protection into your super fund? Yes, you could. What's the downside? You've reduced your available income deductions when it comes to tax time and potentially moved into an environment where the quality of the contract is inferior because of the new 
regulatory regime you're playing in being the superannuation environment. So whilst I say it's available to you, I think with any of these people need to consider the pros and cons for their situation. But moving personal insurance into superannuation is a way of reducing your cash flow. Is that going to reduce the balance of your super? Yes, because you need to pay for it regardless. However, what is your priority? And I think that's what people need to keep in mind. What is my priority? My mortgage payments have gone up significantly. Yeah. My cash flow is under duress. So if that's my priority, that sort of stuff is, is going to be beneficial. Yeah, well, I recently had to go through renewing the car insurance and the household insurance. And in both instances, I said, well, what could we do to actually make that premium a little lower? And there are a few things you can increase the excess that you're mm. prepared to pay, yep. and that'll reduce your premium. 100%. You, you can also examine the uh, total amount that you're covered for and ask yourself, do I actually need that much coverage? Would it be more appropriate maybe to be covered for slightly less? And again, you can reduce your premium that way. Exactly. And that, that from an insurance policy perspective, when you're talking about lump sum covers, you know, what is my debt situation? I took out $2 million of life cover because the kids were a lot younger and now they're big and ugly and doing their own thing. Okay, well, look at that. Revise that sum insured because that's a great way of reducing the premium payable. In relation to income protection, you can look at your monthly benefit. So a good income protection contract will keep pace with inflation and your sum insured will go up and up and up over time. Have a look at that sum insured. Is it more than you're currently earning? look to dial that back or another really, really good move is to say, okay, I've got 50 or 100 grand in my offset account. Could I extend the waiting period? So if I've got a 30-day wait on my income protection contract, can I move it to 60 days or 90 days? Now, generally speaking, moving from 30 to 60 days is not a significant swing when it comes to a reduction in premium. If you go from 30 days to 90 days, that could be between a 30 and 50% reduction. So again, consider your broader situation. Could I live for 90 days or 120 days with the money that I have access mm. to, including annual leave, long service leave and sick leave with your employer? And then look at extending the waiting period of the contract. So there are all ways that you can try and sort of mitigate your outgoings from a cash flow standpoint. Um, from a tax perspective and a business perspective, understanding what is deductible before you do it is really important. I find some people come in and go, oh, I'm going to do this, this and this to my investment property, not realising that some of the things they're going to undertake are capital in nature and therefore not income deductions. So speak with your accountant before you go and do things so that you know that you're getting best bang for your buck. Um, make sure that you understand the interest cost on investment properties. Um, I think if you can move from principal and interest to interest only on an investment property, that's a great way of reducing the cash flow cost of your repayment. Now, a principal and interest loan might say, we want $3,000 a month. If you moved to an interest only environment, that could drop it to 2,000, 1,800, 2,200. That can be a significant difference because we've seen interest rates rise, we've seen rentals rise, but potentially not at the same rate. So a lot of properties that were neutrally geared or rent covers interest prior to this year are now negative cash flow, where mm. the interest cost is more than the rent. <clears throat> so interest only is a great way to try and reduce the minimum amount that the bank takes. Yeah. And again, as we've said in previous shows, if you incorporate an offset account, don't panic. 
everybody hears interest only. You can still pay down the loan, you can fill up your offset account, and that's effectively a principal payment. But what, again, we need to come back to, what is my priority? My priority is to reduce my cash flow. I can do that with an interest-only loan. Um, Self-employed people, lease over purchase. Um, Try and manage your cash flow and have available capital at um, your disposal. Um, You know, discounts for upfront payments. You know, your annual fee is this. If you pay it upfront, it's a 10% discount. A lot of people like a discount. and for those that, that get tax advice or have multiple investments that allow you to claim significant deductions like multiple rental properties, a PAYG withholding variation is a great way of saying, okay, at the end of the year, I get a big chunky tax return because I've got all these deductions, but I've got to cash flow everything during the year. What a PAYG withholding variation allows you to do is to go to the ATO and say, look, I'm going to have these deductions. I've got this income. Can we can we reduce the amount of tax that I pay during the year so that, again, we can bolster our cash flow and bring forward those deductions into our fortnightly remuneration? And, you know, have a word with your accountant, bring that to light and, and use that where it's appropriate. In relation to superannuation, if you are salary sacrificing, think about reducing it or stopping it just for a period of time, not forever, just to get through this current challenge that you may be facing in relation to your cash flow. Because as we've discussed in previous shows, you have the capacity, depending on the balance of your superannuation, to make large contributions in the future. So we need to come back to again, what is my priority? I need to help reduce the cash flow pressure that I'm facing. So stopping salary sacrifice, winding it down, um, it's not a bad thing and it's not forever, but that will bolster your after-tax income during the year, which can help you along the journey. Um, we touched on interest only against principal and interest. Um, I think look at, look at the yield that you're getting from your asset. I know a lot of people with investment properties talk in pre-tax numbers. Oh, I get this much rent. You don't. You get that rent, less the agent less the rates, less the land tax, less the interest. Look at your property. If the property has gone up significantly and you're holding it for cash flow, you might be able to buy a better asset. So think about either reducing it or selling it in the current environment, holding that cash and then looking for a new opportunity because a new opportunity could allow you to restructure the debt, restructure the ownership and generate potentially a better income yield Um, and hold a better quality asset moving forwards and realise some of the uplift that you may have seen on a property. So don't just hold a property because you've always held a property and mum and dad said, oh, you never sell a property. Well, in some situations you do because you can then move into better quality assets or move from residential property to a commercial property. The other thing people can consider if you're finding it hard to be able to take on large obligations because the one thing that people are fighting at the moment is serviceability. So with interest rates rising, what the banks use in relation to their lens um, is, is, is very, very different. So you need to engage a broker to be able to understand the appetite of different banks. You know, some banks are here to help you. Some banks aren't. You know, some banks have a more commercial approach. And if you have a relationship with a banker, that's great. You know, I deal with a number of different banks and only this week, you know, this bank and this bank and this bank, oh yeah, no, we're happy to consider this and we'll work with you. One particular lender, it was like talking to my six-year-old. You know what I mean? It was, there was nothing positive out of that relationship because 
ultimately they're there to help you for continuity and for for peace of mind and if you find somebody that's just combative and and not open to suggestions or working with you then find another bank shop it around there's plenty other lenders that would love your business don't stay somewhere don't stay somewhere on the proviso that oh it's too hard to move it's not okay it really isn't um but again you need people around you that are there to help you and not hinder you and some banks just don't have an investment appetite so getting a broker involved when there's when there's property in the in the transaction they will understand right this bank likes your occupation it likes your situation self-employed employee pension not this age that age they'll know where your deal fits don't spend hours and hours and hours trying to find it yourself go to a broker use their experience and and get some help because it can make a massive difference to the structure of your facilities and the payments that you have on an ongoing basis yeah there's a lot of um <clears throat> a lot of things you can adjust with your mortgage aren't there mm. it's, it's like um again if you uh, go back to your broker or, or if you're dealing directly with the bank you can uh, you can apply to have the repayment schedule recalculated to to suit Correct. your circumstances yep. Yep. Uh, you can if you have some cash available you can actually reduce the debt and then the ongoing repayments will be lower so there's a number of different options there the the one of course that, that has a big impact is the one you already mentioned if you are paying principal and interest mm. switch to interest only it makes a huge difference to your outgoing repayments yeah and i think as you touched on just there re-amortizing or recasting everybody you know different banks call it something different but if you borrowed five hundred thousand dollars and you have two hundred thousand sitting in redraw or two hundred thousand sitting in offset if you say to the bank hey take that 200 and then recalculate my minimum payment on the outstanding 300 balance yeah that's another great way of being able to reduce the minimum amount that they take so we just want people to be aware of this we're not saying race out and do it but i just want you to know over not knowing um because some idiot a long time ago said you don't know what you don't know um and and this is a great example i'd rather people be aware of the resources and tools that they can they can reach out and use than assume they can't and pay more to the detriment of their cash flow so it's always about what's my priority get my cash flow down nothing is perfect if you're going to move insurance as we said before if you're going to move insurance into the superannuation environment there are implications to do that now it is possible um, but you need to think about well what am i willing to give up improve my personal cash flow for the stability of my family and have a, a decrease in the quality of my contract okay if that works for you great does that mean the balance of your super may go down because you're paying premiums out of there now yes but again what is my priority so it's not about is it good is it bad it's about what does it do for my situation Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me today and we're talking about uh, how to maybe save a little extra money with the uh, recent interest rate increases causing some concern. It's about 10 to 5 now on 2CC. We'll be back with more in just a moment. It's about 7 minutes to 5. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today and with interest rates going up yet again this week, we're talking about ways that we can maybe cut costs and save a few dollars. And the one thing we haven't touched on yet, Luke, is personal behaviour. Yes, well, look, this one is a perennial... I mean, this is, this is where you stop having avocados on toast, isn't it? <laughs> well, exactly right. <laughs> or as I did, go and get 15 chickens, yeah. save your or, fortune. Or, or don't buy coffee at the coffee shop anymore. Yeah. Make your own instant coffee. Yeah. Or get rid of the, you know, get rid of four of your six streaming 
channels that you have because we all know we sit there and scroll for an hour trying to find something to watch and then just decide we're going to bed anyway. So if you're doing that, maybe you don't need all of them. If the kids aren't watching Disney, let's get rid of Disney. Or at least have a look and see what they cost because a lot of them of late yeah. have gone up exponentially in price. And what you thought was 5 6 10 12 bucks a month mm-hmm. could be 20 each. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a that's a meaningful meaningful discount. But I think, you know, now more than ever that want over need or need over want. Um, and as someone who's, you know, pro spending, and I say this in the office regularly, a budget is as good as the engagement that you have with it. Mm. A lot like a diet. I'd love to lose some weight. Well, can I eat McDonald's seven days a week? Mm, probably not. No. You know, so sacrifice or regret. It's it's one or the other. You either sacrifice something now to keep your lifestyle going or you regret not doing something later and that may be that, you know, you don't have the super, you don't have the – you don't have. So you've got to make a decision to try and control your cash flow. But, you know, be ruthless. I think people need to be now and I think it's just been getting more and more momentum um, because the crazy thing is – Interest rates are actually not that high, and and, and before people crash down during their drive. Well, that's right. Um, we we, <laughs> we suddenly think of them as being high, but in fact they've only just got back to what used to be considered to be normal levels. And, and that's what I mean. And I don't say that to be tongue in cheek about it. But if you go back oh six oh seven oh eight, petrol was two bucks. Kevin Rubb was throwing out money. Mm-hmm. ING bank account you could get eight, and a home loan was at nine nine and a half. Yep. And things were good. Yeah. So it's the rate of change that is the problem at the moment, not the headline rate. And and that's what I think people need to keep in mind. Unfortunately, money was way too cheap for way too long and people became accustomed to living a certain way because they could. And you've got a generation of kids, 20 to 30, that came out of school and have known no different, which is just the, the, the age that they are. But now they're actually finding out what the real world is like. Um, but we're reverting back to a more normal level because anybody over 40 or at least over 50 can go, oh, I've seen rates at much higher levels. Yeah, 18%. Exactly. So it's the rate of change. So, you know, be ruthless and, and, and get rid of what you don't need. A lot of people are doing that already. Review your existing insurance and make sure it's relevant and up to date. Yeah. Just because you've always had it doesn't mean you always need it. Extend your income protection waiting period to lower your cash flow costs. Move some lump sum cover into super. Look at that um, tax adjustment with your accountant, PAYG withholding amendment, so that you can reduce what <coughs> your employer takes out of your pay, which can help during the year. Um, look at trying to issue discounts or, or reward people for paying your bills sooner rather than later to help bolster your cash flow. Um, shop with cash. I find this one really restrains um, the book, book, book that is PayWave. Yeah, the old PayWave is, magic card. Yeah, it's like kryptonite to try to understand a budget or where your money's going. Yeah. Um, and, and, and around the house, it's really then a, a case of saying, well, what do we and don't we need? Because um, I think there'd be most ladies out there and, and there'd be plenty of lads out there as well with stuff in their cupboard that in a second-hand market has a lot of Well, I was value. just about to say, Luke, that we've done this whole program without once mentioning that you can probably look in the back of your cupboard and find a whole bunch of junk you're not using that you could sell on eBay and make a few bucks. That's right. And if my wife's listening, it doesn't mean you can go and sell my Jordans. Um, <laughs> but exactly right. Again, we need to adapt to the environment that we are in because for a lot of people, this is new, this is frightening, and it's confronting. And I think being prepared and acting sooner over later can, can really make sure that things don't gain momentum and get to a point where they may be unsavable 
um, or things become untenable from a cash flow perspective. So if some of these things give you some help, get your, get your account involved. If you're self-employed and you find you know things have slowed down because consumer spending has dropped, get in, get in with your accountant. Most great accounts will be able to add huge value so you can understand your numbers, look at your pricing and try and work through it. Get some help and then you'll be, you'll be good to come out the other side. All right, Luke, where do we get more information? Yeah, look, office number 62604749. If you need something, give us a call. We may not do it, but we, we, we touch, well, we're in touch with a lot of people to be able to get things done. You need a mortgage broker, ring me, I'll get you in touch with one. You need an account, I'll get you in touch with one. That's fine. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the Envision Financial Canberra on YouTube. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got Strategy Stacker on the Tiki Talker and Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning. We'll have some giveaways leading into Christmas, so we will come back to you in relation to that to get more of this book in people's hands to help them out over this time. Fantastic. And Ooh. now you can go and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. That I will. It'll be cooler Ooh. outside. It, well, maybe. <laughs> Luke Smith from Envision Financial will be back with me again next Friday afternoon at the same time right here on 2CC. It's a minute to five now. News is next.